G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out, church isn't so much something we attend, but something we choose to be part of. You don't come to church like the consumer going to the theatre, but you come to the church like the congregant wanting to glorify God. You come to the church because you have something to bring to the table, gifts that God has given you, and you discover the joy of serving. Listen, you were blessed to be a blessing. This is the day when the lost are found. family gathering. Did you watch from a distance or were you part of the conversation? Were you seated at the table or did you observe from the next room? Did you stay for dessert or sneak out early? Family gatherings are not spectator sports. Everybody's part of it. And today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that church is a family gathering of believers and everybody has a part to play. We'll see how we need the church and the church needs us. Let's turn over now to uh, Acts chapter 2, and we're going to look at what God says about the church and the purpose of it. It says of those first century believers, this is after the day of Pentecost had happened and 3,000 people believed, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking of bread and prayers, and fear came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were done to the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. We'll stop there. This church was healthy. In fact, you could sum it up in this acronym, WELL. W-E-L-L. W for they were a worshiping church. E for they were an evangelistic church. L number one, they were a learning church, and L number two, they were a loving church. They were well, worshiping, evangelistic, learning, and loving. Let's start with that first principle. Number one, they were a worshiping church. Look at verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. You know, something wonderful happens when God's people come together for corporate worship. It's just amazing. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. Haven't you sensed the Lord's presence during worship? 
It's a wonderful time. Number two, they were an evangelistic church. That's E in our acronym of well, worshiping and evangelistic. There was a constant flow of new believers coming into the church. You show me a church that does not have new believers coming in and I will show you a stagnating church. Why? Because new believers are the lifeblood of the church. So if we are not evangelizing, we will soon be fossilizing. Okay, so now L number one, they were a learning church. So they were worshiping, they were evangelizing, and they were learning. They were learning. And you look at that early church and they were into God's word. Verse 42, look at it. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Underline those two words, continued steadfastly. Those words mean they did it with a real passion. There was a passion. There was an excitement. I think we need more anointed preaching today. Don't you think? More anointed preaching. But I also think we need more anointed listening. You should listen to the Word of God as though your life depends on it because it does. Do you realize that? Your life depends on it. Not only your afterlife, you want to make sure you're right with God and you know you're going to heaven because you put your faith in Christ, but then just life in general, life before you, how to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. That's how the early church listened, and that's how we ought to listen. And now our final point, they were a loving church. Verse 42, they continued steadfastly in fellowship. I love that word, fellowship. It comes from the Greek word koinonia, and it's translated many ways. It's actually kind of a hard word to translate. There's not a specific English word that correlates with it. So we translate it fellowship, we translate it communion. It talks about that something special that happens when God's people get together. You know, in uh, Malachi 3.16 it says, those that feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. And that's a fascinating statement because that phrase listened and heard means to prick the ear or to bend down so as not to miss a single word. In other words, God says, when my people talk to me, I like to eavesdrop. When my people speak my name, I like to hear what they're saying. I'm really interested. And when we fellowship, and, and by that I mean after the service and we're talking of the things of the Lord and we're sharing things that God has done in our life and verses that are meaningful and even joking and having fun. All of it can be a wonderful thing that God will bless. That's why you should not rush out of church. This is in a classroom. And we're not just here to absorb X amount of data and walk out. We're here to learn, but then we're here to encourage one another. You might have just the right word for someone that needs to hear it after church today, or they might have just the right word for you. That's why you should not rush out of church. Great to have you with us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. And today he's presenting a message called, You Need the Church and the Church Needs You. Let's continue. I think we want to get to the place where we discover the joy of serving. I touched on this earlier. But I think a real mark of spiritual maturity is we don't, you don't come to church like the consumer going to the theater 
But you come to the church like the congregant wanting to glorify God. You come to the church like a member of the body of Christ, to use biblical verbiage. You come to the church because you have something to bring to the table, gifts that God has given you. And you discover the joy of serving. Jesus said, if you want to be first, you need to be a slave. And the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And then you start realizing it's a blessing to serve. It's a joy to help other people out. Listen, you were blessed to be a blessing. And we recognize that God has given us spiritual gifts. Romans 12, verse 5, Paul says, We being many are one body in Christ, everyone members one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Every believer has a gift or gifts, plural, that have been instilled in their life. You say, well, Greg, how do I discover my spiritual gift? Sometimes it's process of elimination. Sometimes finding out what I'm good at begins with finding out what I'm not good at. So here's what I would say, volunteer for everything. You know, we need help over here in Sunday school, I'll help. We need help over here in the ushers, I'll be an usher. We need new convert counselors to the crusade, I'm in. We need, I'm in, Wait, I'm in. You're just there. Then you go do it and you go, I'm not very good at that. The kids tied me up and set me on fire. <laughs> they just didn't respect me, okay. <laughs> Out on the parking lot I was hit by three cars <laughs> that I ran into, I don't know why I do that. Okay, probably shouldn't use you there. I tried to help on the worship ministry but actually I, I, don't, I, I don't know how to sing. And you know, I found out what I was not called to do by doing it once. Um, this is in the very early days of the Jesus Movement, uh, 1971 probably. And all these bands were forming, Christian bands forming. And uh, you'd see them over at Calvary Chapel and Chuck would come out, this band just formed one week ago and they're gonna come sing for us now. And we'd say, that's amazing. So I was at a home Bible study once and we were singing some song and one of the guys there was a good musician and wrote a song. and. Another gentleman that was with us was an amazing flautist, someone who plays the flute. I found out it's a flautist. And so the guy's amazing. So, so he's playing the flute. My friend's singing a song. And we're all just kind of singing along. And we thought we sounded pretty good. So I started like kind of pounding the table, a little beat, you know, kind of the little beat in the table. And they said, let's form a band. Before you knew it, we had a name. <laughs> so we go over to Calvary Chapel and we say, we want to play tonight. I forgot what her name was, Idiocy, something like that. <laughs> and so uh, we were told it was okay. And so I couldn't take, you know, a coffee table up there on the stage with me. So someone gave me a conga drum. So I'm up there with this band, guitarist, flautist, singers, and me with a conga drum. So the band starts and I'm kind of realizing I have no rhythm. <laughs> I, really can't do this at all and this may be the most embarrassing moment of my life. And this song is like a year long and just went on and well I walked up there and I knew I'm not called to music. <laughs> well, strike that one off the list. And I was really shocked when I was called to preaching because that was the last thing I ever expected. But uh, I found that God Give me an ability. Some would question this, but um, <laughs> usually my wife, after every sermon. No, I'm kidding. It's not every sermon. It's most sermons, occasionally. No, but 
the point is, is you never know. Who would have ever thought that? I mean, I would have never volunteered to speak. I'll speak. No way. I would. No one wants to speak. But when I did it, I realized, oh, this is a gift. See, it's not a natural ability. It was a gift. And that's, I'm not talking about natural ability. Some people are artistic. Some people are more technical in their thinking. Others have this skill and that skill. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual gifts from heaven planted in your life by the Holy Spirit. You say, well, like what? Okay, here's a list. Here's Romans 12 from the New Living Translation. Just listen. Just as God has given our body different parts and each part of our body has a function, the same is true of the church. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, that means that you would share a word given to you from God, an inspired word. It could be preaching. It could be one-on-one, -on -one, just some like a revelation from heaven about something. If you're called a prophet, I speak out when you have faith that God is speaking through you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. So if you're called to serve, serve well. Whatever it is, just do it well. If that means preparing a meal, do the best job preparing the meal. If that means cleaning up after, do the best job cleaning up. If that means setting a chair up, tearing a chair down, praying for someone, whatever it is, just serve them well. If you're a teacher, do a good job of teaching. A teacher should prepare. A preacher should know his text. If you're called to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. So if God has blessed you with money and, and He's called you to give and there actually is a gift of giving, every Christian should give. Every Christian should give financially. Every Christian, I believe, should tithe. But then there are those that have an actual spiritual gift of giving. The Lord has just blessed them in that way. Do it generously, Paul says. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't show kindness, you know, reluctantly. Oh, how are you? I love you. No, a gift for showing kindness, do it gladly. Don't pretend you love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. I like that. Take delight in honoring each other. You know, it doesn't always have to be about you. You know, somebody else is used by God and, and instead of sulking or saying, well, that should have been me, you should say, I'm so glad God blessed you and, and I just want to thank the Lord for how he's using you. And I'll tell you what, you honor others, the Lord will honor you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> lift others up. We, all, we lift each other up as we all lift the Lord up. That's the way to do it. So if you want to be a growing and successful Christian, Read the Bible, pray, be an active part of the church. But let me close by asking this. You know, maybe you need God tonight. We've talked about non-believers joining us and maybe you're that person. You've come here checking this out. Maybe a friend invited you. Maybe they bribed you with food <laughs> after the service, which you would hope would end really soon. <laughs> you're kind of taking this all in and you're contemplating it, but... You can't say right now that you know that you're going to heaven. Maybe you come here with like a problem with addiction to something, drugs or alcohol. Maybe you come here with like a problem with your wife or your husband or your kids or your parents or you're having a problem over here or a problem in your work or a problem. Listen, whatever your problem is, I'll tell you what the solution is. You need Jesus Christ in your life. 
That's what you need. Jesus Christ. Because He will forgive you of your sin. And He will come and take residence in your heart and transform you. Man, when you have the big things taken care of, other things manage to sort themselves out. When you know you're going to heaven, whatever pressure you're under or stress you're facing, it kind of puts it in perspective. Do you know you're going to heaven? Are you sure right now that if you were to die, you would go to heaven? I hate to break this to you, but the only other alternative is hell. And the last thing God wants is for any man or woman made in His image to end up in hell. And that's why He sent Jesus Christ, His own Son, to die on the cross for our sin and to pay the price for every sin we've committed. And if we'll turn from our sin and put our faith in Jesus, God will forgive us. And we can have the guaranteed assurance of heaven. And then we have Christ living in us. Have you done that yet? In a moment we're going to pray and I will extend an invitation for you to believe in Jesus. Listen, becoming a Christian doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. It can happen just like that for you. Jesus stands at the door of your life and he knocks and he says if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. He'll come into your life, but you must ask him in. I'll give you an opportunity to do that. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word to us tonight. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth on a rescue operation to die on the cross for our sins. Now I pray for any who do not know you, help them to see their need for you, and help them to come to you, we pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with God, Pastor Greg would love to help you to do that right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need. Or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus. But maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life as Savior as God, as friend, I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord. Some great encouragement from Pastor Greg Laurie. 
And congratulations if you've just prayed those words and you meant them sincerely. Know that the Lord has heard you. And we'd love to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. The team would love to pray with you as well. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues with insights from the series What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. We'll have a look at the trials that we face. Why does God allow them? Some encouraging insights coming tomorrow on A New Beginning. Now, for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Why You Need the Church and the Church Needs You. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.